0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: Erin! Erin! Get out of the toilets, bro! Ben! Hey, Ben Smough! Go get Erin! He's going in the bogs. I just got to make a call, bro. Oh, please don't answer.
0: Richie McCaw.
1: Oh, hi, hi, Richie. It's Kieran here, mate.
0: Kieran, great to hear from you. How does it feel to have
1: 19 straight international victories, Richie? I, I need you to sit down, mate. I've got something to tell you.
2: Hello and welcome to the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. I'm JB, joined in studio with Phil. Hello JB. And of course, Tim, down the line, where are you? Tim, are you in Bath or are you in London? Where in are La- you?
1: I'm in London.
2: Oh, in the Big Smoke, lovely. Yep. And we've got loads of rugby internationals, um, Elvi- no, Anglo-Welsh Cup, Talk H chat, uh, reasons we're not in Chicago chat. All that and lots more still to come. Tim, do you have an uh, iTunes review for us?
1: Well, I do, and I would highly recommend. Uh, just all we ask, in fact, is take one moment of your time, your very busy time, as if you enjoy the podcast, to leave us a review like just Kate 23 has done, who says, First-rate pod, sharp-witted, funny and informative on all rugby matters like the Avicii Premiership or the not-so-pro-12. Keep it up.
2: <laughs> yep.
1: but, but maybe, how about an endorsement that's good for your female listeners? So, Cornerstone. I think Cornerstone could do a good job on your legs, couldn't it?
2: Oh, absolutely. Cornerstone razors. Oh, absolutely. It could do a good job on your legs. If you need to shave your Alsatian, it could do that. Hamsters, it can do anything. I mean, it's not just human. Both sexes, it works for. It works across species, too.
1: Absolutely and we are the only organisation we're completely uh, in favour of funding uh, research into testicular cancer and trying to solve that and raise awareness we are the only rugby organisation completely against Movember. yeah that's a good point i i've not done Movember. have, have you Phil? you don't look at like your
0: definitely not
1: are, are you tim i'm freshly cornerstoned with my award winning cornerstone razor exactly which right. if you haven't sampled it if you haven't sampled it it's the best in class and you're using a sub substandard product if you're with Gillette, Wilkinson Sword or any of the others. So get the best for as little as four quid. If you haven't tried it before, use the code. Well, go to cornerstone.co.uk slash egg uh, chasers cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers or egg 10 at checkout. And, and then you... for as little as four quid, you could get your free aluminium engraved beautiful cornerstone shaft.
2: Yes. And if you want to join up with beer 52 as well. That code is rugby ten. It's not. Hang on. Is it rugby twenty? Oh, rugby I do not know. T- rugby twenty. Rugby twenty. Yeah. No, it's not X twenty. Is it rugby ten? It's rugby ten. It's rugby ten. Ah. So for all of you people who were confused last week, who wanted some excellent subscription beer delivered directly to your house, which doesn't include salty kiss, uh, <laughs> it is rug- rugby ten. 10, yes 20, well one of them just use them all use them all it'll be fine use anyway more, yeah. where shall we start boys
1: oh just uh, one more little uh, review uh, gilbo baggins said as a millennial and a student i'm entitled <laughs> to a great number of things yes you are <laughs> uh, at long last i can add top-notch rugby pod to that list the best rugby if not best sports podcast out there i'll take rugby but i'm not having the best sports pod no way no, no. um it says, JB's the Welsh maverick fly half of the operation, uh, dodgy opinions included. Phil, the safe hand, scrum half, dropping hard facts. And Tim, when he can be bothered to be in the studio, uh, is, but fortunately due to the miracle of Skype, can sprinkle some stardust. I've been likened to being a, the winger of the operation. I'm not sure about that. You're like the um, uh, Rambini.
2: Oh, no, not Rambini. Um, what's the other guy called? <laughs> Uh, Rupe Nifalfo. foul foul Yeah. All, always on walkabouts, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Skyping in from My... the Fij- Fijian jungle.
1: Exactly that. Exactly that. There's only one place to start, isn't there? Chicago. And that, and that. Yes, Chicago. Let, let's let's not talk about the game so much. <sighs> let's talk about the fact we all were desperate to be there. Yeah. Uh, and so, it was Phil that instigated us really not exploring the opportunity of going.
2: Yes, that's exactly what happened. So um, me, Phil, not yourself, Tim, but our good friend, Stephen, we went to the kind of inaugural game, like the precursor to this one, which was uh, USA versus All Blacks. Didn't go too well. Just prior, prior to the World Cup, USA got battered by, by the All Blacks. We've been trying to go every year since. And this year was our year to go. And um, Phil decided against it. He said, no, it's not worth it, and it won't be a good game, so therefore we can't go. Do you think those were my exact words? Is that how you remember it? That's that's how I read it. That's how I read your actions. So oh, we couldn't go.
1: Do you know what's been so painful watching us? Is, is obviously, it was a historic and amazing oh, occasion. Everything, even, it, even and the and weather. Pretty, everything, but the, the fact the Cubs had their grand parade after winning the World Series in Chicago <laughs> a couple of days ago as well.
0: Yeah, we were te- sharing we, some text with the Red, White and Black Eye, the American Rugby Podcast boys uh, this week, because they just happened to stumble upon the Cubs' uh, pr- parade, oh. championship winning oh. parade.
2: Oh. I can't believe you didn't go. I'm so annoyed uh, you didn't go. But I, I I give you my word, if there's ever another top flight match in America, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Never going to miss another one. Yes. Good. Good. I'm not sure it's quite fair that I take all of the blame No, first. it's completely fair. It's completely fair because you spent all of your holiday on honeymoons. No.
1: Yes. When when mini moon, honeymoon, marriage, it just became something you wouldn't do. Yeah, it's just snowboarding something ridiculous. <laughs> now, when when <laughs>
0: when uh, Tim couldn't go two years ago to Chicago, did you blame him then? No, we just went without
2: him. Yeah, and... I'd, I'd watch the. <laughs> What's the difference? The way... So the... you can you can only blame yourself, you and Tim, because you didn't go no, without me. No, no. The difference being, Phil, <laughs> is that every time that I leave the country, I leave with one of two people, either my wife. Because she organises all my travel and holds my passport. <laughs> or you, because you perform effectively the same function. I pay you the money and you book everything. Uh, yeah. Literally the last 20 times I've left the country has been with one of those two people. Yeah. It is, yeah. We, need,
1: we, need, we do need someone. I mean, you can't expect... You've... How do you expect me to take to myself the... abroad? Exactly. <laughs> people listening to the podcast will understand when they hear things. You're the glue, Phil. You're the one that organises all the accommodation, sorts out the flights. Even with us talking about going to over to Dublin for some of the the uh, autumn internationals, you're the one that's come up and given us all the details. Anyway, let's move on. (laughs) Uh, It's
2: difficult. difficult. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. Let's move past that. Do you want to talk about the game for a little bit?
2: Well, okay. Let me ask you a question about this game. Is anybody, or shall I say, no? Let's phrase it a different way. Is anybody's player favourite player in the world at the moment not Conor Murray? Uh, he was incredible. Oh my god, that's the best performance I have seen in a long, long time.
0: Yeah, he was, from everything, from his try to his defence, his um, hit on Surveyor, um, his kicking, his controlling of the game, his utilisation of the forwards, everything was as close to perfect as it gets. I'd say it, it was
1: brilliant. It was brilliant. The only other two people I I mean the whole team obviously were outstanding and there's yeah. the, you, it's it's wrong to single people out but Zebo and Carney had their best games in green for at least a couple of years. Oh Zebo ever.
2: Ever. He's never played better than that. Yeah. Yeah. And he never will.
0: I go with both of those. I thought Sexton was masterful for the 60 odd minutes that he was on the pitch.
2: I yeah, I agree with that. I I also got I've also got a theory that um Joey Carberry was the only way they could win that because, like, then the naivety of youth—he just comes on, not <laughs> flustered. And got he's so to lose. chilled out, isn't
1: he? Yeah? yeah,
0: yeah. You pointed this out to us from the under-20s World Cup last year, Tim. Uh, he's
2: been—he was brilliant when he put his boots aboard, I think his first kick out of hand was sublime. And this, so this, uh, going away from the game
0: for just a fraction of a second—it's a massive bugbear of mine. Um, because you've you've got the IRFU have got the young talent with the masterful old head, Carberry learning off mm. Sexton, and that is gonna be brilliant for Carberry. You've got the potential at uh, Ulster, you've got one of the the wisest old heads in the world in Ruan Pinar, and the IRFU should put whoever they think the most talented young nine is at Ulster, learn from the master yep. and instead they've ignored the opportunity and exiled him. It's ridiculous. An- anyway, that's me complaining about
2: uh... so they something completely unrelated. But yes, yes, I see your point. My
1: only my complaint uh, my only complaints would be well one th- I mean it was br- it was a brilliant occasion in Chicago. Biggest ever crowd that's watched a top flight match in um, in, in the USA. But it did mean you had US broadcasters who were still don't fully under... You get the cameramen and stuff, don't fully understand the game. So you... Like, during The Hacker, for example, all it was, was a, most of it was a close-up on TJ Peronara's head.
2: <laughs> That's fine by me. I'd rather watch that than The Hacker. <laughs> i turn off The Hacker. i turn it off now.
0: I'd, I would have rather just focus on the, the island team during The Hacker.
1: Hmm. Oh, that, re- that is that the best response to a Hacker ever? I'm surprised they didn't get fined for it because on the yeah. showing like...
2: Cultural offence to the hacker. You've got to line up ten metres away, show it deference, and nod your head, and do nothing, nothing in response. The number eight so, uh,
1: formation, though, with the the four Munster boys front and centre in the number eight uh, as a as a little mark for Axel Foley. It was also it was at that moment you sort of thought, oh, maybe. But to score forty points against the All Blacks.
2: Well, re- do, you know, do you know when that last happened? Oh, um, no, I don't. I knew
0: you'd know, though, Phil. I do. I can tell you it's only ever happened five times that the All All Blacks have conceded 40 points or more. Uh, And the most recent was 2004. Never happened, not happened since then. 2004, was that England? Uh, I can't, I've not got the game to hand. I don't think it was England.
1: Wow. And Ireland become only the sixth international team ever to beat the All Blacks.
2: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, so the actual game itself... Did anyone think they were sort of playing cat and mouse with each other? And by this I mean, it was very peculiar to see a top flight team, and maybe I've just not watched enough rugby lately, but I doubt that's the case. Um, <laughs> they weren't guarding their rocks in any way. So Who, they, New Zealand or Ireland? Ni- <laughs> neither team. They had one guy either side, and that was it. And I was like, someone's going to uh, go on the fringes now. In any second now, someone's going to try and snipe and Nisrum did until Connor Murray did and the only reason that he was able to do that was because CJ Standard rightly, rightly noticed they've only got two men either side blocked one of the guys Connor, Connor Murray yeah. and, and went in it was well, really weird so I, I didn't notice that about the Rooks but I did notice particularly
0: on the Ireland team their decision making around the Rooks and it was it's something that we see Sarans, Saracens do quite a lot which is they don't compete to the rooks unless they think they've got half a chance yeah. and then they throw about four or five men in and if it's that half chance everyone goes in otherwise leave it and, and fan out but like you say maybe fanning out a little bit too much
2: yeah well that's what, the, well, that's what caught the All Blacks for the Conor Murray try definitely yeah. and the other thing which was very interesting as well it was the kicking game it felt, felt to me like Ireland thought hang on is it the Naholo Naivaro or the other one it was Naholo. Waisaki Naholo. Waisaki Wy- Naholo was weekend of the highball. Yeah. They probably had the points. Um and I think they thought the same about Surveyor. Yeah. Yeah, they did. And they, they use it to great effect. I mean the
0: The Zebo take was absolutely sensational from a Murray. Oh, Bot-
1: I love that.
0: But also not not just that. The number of times where um Smith or Naholo or surveyor took the ball and then had two men immediately on top of them and weren't able to do what they they usually were.
2: Mm.
1: Um, yeah, so uh, so a couple of observations for this game from me. One, Andy Farrell, the impact he's had on that Irish defence is massive. And w- when he has a proper alpha male boss who will keep <laughs> him only to his area, he's he's a really class uh, operator. Yeah so,
2: yeah. so yeah, we've eliminated Andy Farrell for the. England World Cup debacle it seems like yeah, it, and, yeah and
1: and then and from New Zealand's point of view and I almost think it's a little bit unfair to some people have been going oh New Zealand didn't play well which almost feels a little bit no, unfair in the wake of such a great performance for Ireland yeah but uh, Jerome Kano that experiment at lock completely backfired they didn't have a line out platform in the first half yeah and and two big wingers for New Zealand is not the way they should be playing. They normally have those two kind of full-back
2: Why type players not in their big back wingers, three.
1: Then? Sorry?
2: Why do you think not two big wingers?
1: Well, because they just lost that aerial battle completely. They didn't have kicking options in the same way and they, did, they, weren't, as, they weren't as competent under the high ball as Ireland were. They normally would have um, M- Milner Scudder or someone, another one of those sort of more yeah. skillful players in the back three. Israel Dag, someone like that. Exactly.
2: Yeah,
0: I can I can see that from a positional point of view. I actually think they were slightly. So I can see that from the kicking side, and Ireland exploited that well. Um, I actually think that going forward they probably didn't have as much um, front football for the wingers because the centres kept on getting injured. Yeah, and, that's true. And they ended up with Ardy Saevea lining up in the centre. Did they? Did that actually happen? They, yeah, they had the uh, Cody Taylor was packing down
1: open side. I said, what, they should just put Dane Coles anywhere, stick him anywhere. (laughs) Um, Yeah, they should have
0: done.
1: uh, uh, Aaron Smath, that backfired as well. uh, uh, TJ Perinara made a massive difference when he came on.
0: Yes,
2: I think he did. I completely agree with that. Yeah, I just wonder, though, if the reason, the real reason the All Blacks lost was because Ireland looked at this game completely differently to everyone else, which is, we cannot stop these boys from scoring. We have to score more, and you have to just go all out, attack continually, and then when that second wave came through, I mean, has has there been an All Blacks game of, of late? Can you think back when they haven't had a second half absolute uh, shower of points? No. So we knew it was coming, and oh, it did come. It it felt
0: like it was going to be completely unstoppable. That, yeah, that comeback when it was it was something like uh, thirty points to nine, and then they score. And then they score immediately again, and then they get a penalty. And yeah. Like, uh oh! It gets to 33-29. Is, yeah. is it dead? Is it dead? This is
2: it. This is game over. Yeah, it's like uh, Game of Thrones you know, when they kill when they kill the beast, but they don't burn the body, and it yeah. comes back to life. Like, what burn it? Burn it! <laughs> Keep kicking it until it stops moving. And that's what they did. You know, a lot of teams I think might have gone into their shell and tried to protect that lead. Yeah. And they just carried on going. Well, they,
0: they kept on with exactly the same tactic, which it wasn't quite all-out attack, but it was incredible intensity, and they they kicked a huge amount. They kicked for well, they kicked more than twice as much as New Zealand did out of hand. Is that right? And they ran for way less than half the number of metres as, as New right? Zealand did.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, I'd be interested to know where, the, where they ran from. So, were New Zealand running from within their own half? Uh, well, the... the the territory in possession were 50-50 in the
0: game overall, but it was two-thirds, one-third to Ireland in the first half and two-thirds, one-third to New Zealand in the second half. So Ireland mm-hmm. had the, the dominance first half and then New Zealand did have the dominance second half. Oh. But in terms of where they were running from, <laughs> I'm not too sure. You, you don't get that breakdown of stats, unfortunately. No, yeah, look-
1: I, I was I was fortunate to spend um, time with Brian O'Driscoll at the Leinster-Cast European Cup match a few weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, um, And he he said that Ireland had been had, had this date in the calendar for months and months and months. And this was their whole, a lot of their processes, pretty much since the World Cup, everything's been leading up to this one match. They were putting mentally everything on the line for this one match, um, which I thought was quite interesting. So I, I, I suspect what might happen in a couple of weeks, you, you're going to have a, a butthurt all-black team just rip. Oh. Island, a new one
2: I wouldn't be surprised and I'd love to know the figures as well if the next Island All Blacks game isn't the most watched test match in I mean certainly for the Autumn awesome Internationals maybe ever yeah I mean may, I don't know maybe I've blown that out, uh, out of a proportion completely but that's what I think
0: oh it won't be far off everyone will want to see that game yeah <laughs> it's going it, to be dynamite you two can't make it can you we've possibly got tickets
1: oh. um Yes. yes, I need to. Thanks to our friends at Canterbury, we, I, 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 I want to talk. Uh, let's talk about that off pod. Okay, okay. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. All of a
2: sudden, this feels like a much more attractive proposition. It certainly does, doesn't it?
1: It really, really <laughs> does. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, off pod discussion noted. Yes. <laughs> Agenda point number one. Can I just say we we now we're going to be. People, you're going to be listening to this podcast and we're all going to, going to be waking up in a world where Ireland have beaten the All Blacks, yep. Japan have beaten South Africa, England went unbeaten in Australia, Ireland won in South Africa, Connacht yeah. won the Pro 12, Georgia went unbeaten in the Pacific Islands, Argentina beat South Africa at home, and Brazil beat the USA. What next?
2: Brazil beat the USA? Yeah. Uh, I, I know what's going to happen next, Tim. Claremont are going to win a final? Nope. Australia lose to Wales no Argentina are going to beat Wales at home in the Millennium Stadium yeah that's
0: happened a few. T- that's happened a few times
2: yeah that's, that's what's going to happen next <laughs> I know actually it, would it be more surprising if I said Wales are going to beat Argentina <laughs> in the Millennium Stadium <laughs> yes <laughs> is that the outlier oh
0: man um, just in terms of the game a couple more points on the yes Ireland New Zealand game um, Ireland only gave away four penalties in the entire game okay which, wow which for an international game is That's a- a-
2: astonishing.
0: Aston- that is incredible. Astonishingly low. New Zealand gave away twelve, so New Zealand gave away three times as much. But that, so that discipline is enormous for Ireland. Um, and also, so we know it's the first time in uh, 111 years that Ireland have beaten New Zealand. They never beaten them before in an, an international fixture. Gordon Darcy tweeted. T- Do you see his tweet? No. What was it? Yes. Which yes, said, I did. Nobody. Beats Island twenty nine times in a row. <laughs> Very good. Uh, and There was another.
1: There was another couple of brilliant bits. So there was a, bit, a brilliant picture doing the rounds of Paul O'Connell right in the middle of the crowd. Yeah, uh, I saw that. Just fist pumping the air. And then there was also another one of a big crowd of uh, Irishmen outside a bar in Chicago with a banner saying, "God took Axel to tackle Jonah." This <laughs> is nice. just a yeah. lovely little touch. I liked it.
0: And well, the the um. The last time that an Irish team beat the All Blacks was the nineteen seventies Munster team, which had uh, Axel
2: Foley's father
1: playing
0: oh. playing at lock. So there's oh, like wow
2: a, a, a double link there. Yeah. Um I wonder if the picture of Paul O'Connell was celebrating after the All Blacks scored because obviously now he's not involved. <laughs> <laughs> he still be remembered like as the greatest ever Ireland player. Yeah. Or one of at least. Yeah.
1: Come we're on, boys! You're <laughs> nearly back in <isn't> it. <laughs> hey, right. So, so another thing: we're waking up with the wor- the world rankings. Well, it's Sunday night as we're recording this, but I've got the rankings that will be published tomorrow morning. So, uh-huh. a, li- a very quick little game. You two can try and um, I've, right. You can't see which which hand I've got. Um, a coin in so Phil left or right
0: <laughs> uh, left please
2: how about Phil goes it, first
1: <laughs> it's correct Phil so you're going to go first so yeah. you're going to say the team ranked number one
2: okay. and then we'll see
1: how you can go alternately and see how you do going down the list so number one Phil
0: uh, I'm going to go controversially New Zealand
1: correct
2: no, oh, do I do two yep Saracens have <laughs> <laughs> you ruined the game well done <laughs> <laughs> England
0: Correct. Number three. I'm going to go for Ireland.
1: Eh, eh. What? Ah. No. So it's not, so like, not Australia? Ireland. Australia? So uh,
0: so, yeah, Jay, you go. So it's,
1: but by the time we get to. You can keep guessing. By the time we get to number 10, I'll keep a tally of who scored the most. So you both okay. got one at the minute. JB, you're on number three.
0: It's Australia. Correct. Number uh, four. Then Ireland, surely.
2: Uh, what? Uh, in that case, J- it will be South Africa. Correct.
1: Ah, yes. Number f-
2: number five. Go for so- Ireland. Yeah, I'm, I'm
0: gonna have to now. I'm gonna have to stick with it. Ireland. Correct.
1: Yeah. Correct. Argentina. Correct, JB. Very two.
2: Very good. Very astute. Yeah. Who's
1: number
0: seven? Uh. Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> Wales.
1: Is correct. Okay. Number number eight. Eight is going to be. France. Correct, JB. Number nine.
0: Scotland. Is correct. Yeah. And
2: so then, Phil. Uh, either to make it a win, six. What um? Have I said Wales yet? Yeah, I said Wales. Um, it's going to be Fiji. Have we lost Tim? I think we've lost Tim, but I I can hear him in mine. He says Fiji. <laughs>
0: so oh,
1: are you go. hearing me? Oh yeah, oh there. yeah. There we go, Tim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Fiji. Hey, <laughs> Bidmore wins again. Six four. Very good. Uh, I was just doing my Derma O'Leary X Factor pause, and that's all that was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and interestingly, Georgia are eleven.
0: Ah, that is interesting.
1: So but I still think we've got a little bit of time, just enough time through these autumn internationals for Wales and in the in the next year or two for Wales to get down to number 9 again and create a pool of death. Ooh,
2: for maybe. the 2019
1: World Cup. That'd be nice.
2: Oh, I've got a question for you. Do you think the All Blacks uh, cleaned up their changing room after this loss? <laughs> Definitely. I don't think so. Oh yeah. <laughs> First time I in 19 went, games. I think they went
1: and cleaned up Ireland's dressing room. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you see, when they were walking off, they were not happy in the slightest. I thought that is a team that is not not picking up tape today. Picking up tape is very easy to do when you're when you're winning. It's very difficult when you're losing.
1: <laughs> but I, th- I thought that the the fans and the players they showed a lot of class in the way that they took defeat. They're not used to it, and they've been brilliant from everything well, what, I've read. What, seen. Was, what was their
2: option? There is no option. I mean, everyone else is
1: everyone else is uh, courteous in defeat. So so, so should they be. Yes. Yeah, there's been no whinging about refs or anything like that. It's been... But uh, I think there's no complaints really, is there? No, no,
2: absolutely not. It, it, they no. were beaten fair and square. And the blueprint of how to beat Ireland, um, Ireland uh, the All Blacks, is out there. You've got to outscore them. Yes. Yeah. And that was it. Uh, quick question. Which of the Lions, starting 15, is not from that Ireland team that started against the All Blacks? A um, couple of second rules, potentially. 13, possibly. Yeah.
1: 13, in fact, probably.
0: Um, 13,
1: a winger or two. Oh,
2: a hooker. A, mm. a tight head prop. I'm not a big fan of Best at all, but I thought he was he outstanding. Was, he
1: was he, awesome. He was
0: brilliant. He was Outstanding. He was absolutely brilliant. Um, tight head prop, potentially. Maybe. Yeah. Uh,
1: Jack McGraw was immense.
0: And 15... No, I thought. Yeah. um- Carney had a good Carney game, had a great game. But I would have, Hog. I would have Hog, Hog as my
1: first
2: choice. Yeah. Well, uh, it'd be interesting to see if that same fifteen could beat the All Blacks playing
1: Warren Ball, and uh, <laughs> yeah. only, one way, only
2: one way to find out.
1: Yeah. Well, with that segue, I mean, I know Warren wasn't wasn't at the helm for for, uh, for Wales here, but shall we? Well, there's not really. Well, there's lots
2: to say, and also simultaneously, not very much to say about Wales. Uh, there's only 55,000 people there. The, the Welsh public didn't really take it seriously. Um, Was there
1: really that many?
2: Yeah, actually it more loo- than, It
1: looked like a lot less.
2: Yeah, yeah. It had the atmosphere of a municipal swimming pool. Yeah, um, that second half as well. When Wales are getting
0: hammered, just, no one seems to care. Everyone's just chatting among themselves, aren't they? Yeah, it's
2: terrible. Uh, yeah, but they were missing three forwards, but that doesn't really matter. It doesn't even factor, factor into it, quite frankly.
0: Um I mean, well, let's just go on to the forwards because they missed they were missing very experienced forwards. Yeah, they were, but do you know what the problem the, is, Phil? Well the problem the, sorry, go on. I am interrupting. they the three forwards they were missing, so um Alan Wynne Jones, uh Falertau and Warburton, you actually had they're probably the three forwards who you've got the best second choice replacements for. Yeah. I thought Moriarty was the best Welshman on the pitch, yeah, re- replacing Falltau. Tipperix is very good player. and then Charteris and Davis mm. are very good experienced locks. So that shouldn't have made the difference that, well, the difference that there was between the teams.
2: There was so much of a golf that you couldn't really say Wales need to tighten up here, here, and here. Everything needs just to be just thrown away and start and start again. I, mean, I
1: don't want to. I don't want to uh, to take Phil's spot as a stat man. So I'll give Phil the chance to say this because I bet you've got the meters made in front of you, Phil.
0: Uh, I have got the meters made in front of me. Go on then, because this is an amazing stat. Uh, well, what I've got in front of me is the ESPN version, uh, which sometimes differs from elsewhere. But it was Wales two hundred and seventy-three, Australia six
1: hundred and fifty-six. Oh, oh, I've got Wales meters made ninety-six, oh. Australia meters made five-four-three.
0: Ah, right. Well, so diff- anyway,
1: there's, there's obviously some differences there. But,
0: but one thing I d- it, well doesn't, well,
1: doesn't one- matter. It's a massive, there's massive a- three-to-one a- ratio or I- whatever or more.
0: And so here is one of the most incredible. I, I thought the Wales backline, back until Amos came on and he actually offered some spark, mm. uh, I thought they were awful. The Australian backline was very good, particularly Hodge and Kurindrani, uh and Halep Petty and Falau. But meters made for the centre pairing. So Kurdrani and Hodge, I can tell you they made 131 meters between them. Uh, sorry, 135 meters between them. Mm-hmm. Roberts and Scott Williams. How, how do you think they did compared to 135? Well, we need to
1: know how many carries, carries Jamie yeah. Roberts had. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> give me, give me a figure in total. I for reckon the Jamie
2: Roberts got 50 meters. No, gerald has got 40 meters and uh, maybe supplement that with another 40. 90 meters between them. Any any advance on that, Tim?
1: Uh, I, I would say less from what I saw. I, I wasn't watching Hang it on, terribly, on. I have to say. No, no. If Wales only
2: got... Let me just recalibrate that. So they got 300 metres in total, Wales. I two, reckon
1: 60
0: of them will be the centres. 60. Uh, it's lower than 90. It's lower than 60. Oh, my word. I can tell you those two centres, who both played 80 minutes, mm-hmm. made a combined total of 7 metres between them. Oh, my word. So, wow. So Scott Williams carried six times for five metres, and Jamie Roberts carried three times for two metres.
1: He next game he, of he,
0: two metres.
1: Oh, wow. I was watching the bits I saw, because I was preparing for the Anglo-Welsh Cup match, um, as you mentioned, on Saturday at the Stoop, so I didn't watch it in, intently. But Jamie Roberts just had this outstanding ability to run away from space and into contact.
2: Well, that's what he's done his whole career. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he doesn't run at space. He's never run at space. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I mean, I think Jamie Roberts now, he's just about... In fact, he's 30 this week. Happy birthday, Jamie. Um, he He's just got too much wear. You know, I like, everyone knows what he's going to do. You can game plan against him. It's not going to... You know, he's not going to come out and surprise you with his new backbag of tricks. And I just wonder if maybe after all, this year, all these years of being such a heroic member of the Welsh squad. I mean, some of his performances have been yep. simply, uh, simply some of the best ever in a Welsh shirt. We- Welsh and lion shirts yeah. as well. Uh, but I just think maybe his time's up. Maybe his effectiveness as a, as a professional is starting to whine, wane, even. Yep. Um, and, I don't know, think that that he's, he's so- not
1: as effective as he was. Although, he, sorry, he is less effective than he was. But I don't think that's because he's not as good. I think it's because rugby's moved on.
2: No, I think it's because yeah. he's not as good. I, well, I, I really do. I, I think I think
0: there could be a, an element of both of that in there. I, mean, I do you, see the the wear and tear on his body because of the game he plays. Yeah,
2: the game he plays, and how I mean, how many test matches has he had now? How many Lions tests has he had? Yeah,
0: he can't be far off 100 caps now.
2: can yeah, he? Yeah, and he's had he's had a few, a couple of years in the French leagues too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's notoriously but, good for your body. But <laughs> in that but in that
1: time, he'll come up against fly halves who, if he runs a hard line down the channel, they'll sit him down just as much as. Or, Any
2: other player these days, or like most teams do, they throw a Joe Worsley in um, uh, in his path, and that's kind of more what has happened throughout mm. his time. So it's a tricky one. I I really <sighs> hope he can get back to his best,
1: but I don't see it now. Here's here's one thing, just from Wales's backline point of view, because you said about you know rip it up and start again. Wales is eleven to fifteen was exactly the same as the 2012 Grand Slam. They haven't moved on at all in those positions since then. And five of the team that played uh, were playing the last time they beat Australia eight years ago. So God. Exactly
2: right. So one of my biggest criticisms about the Welsh squad and Welsh rugby in general is there's not enough turnover of players. So yes, they've got a settled team. But where are the backups? Where's the where are the new players? Yeah. But
1: I think what they're gonna do, I think what they're gonna do is pick the pretty much apart from maybe one or two exceptions, they'll pick the same team again and, and try try and do the same thing next week.
2: Uh, who knows? Who knows?
1: I mean yeah. howdy's
2: not he's gonna be a caretaker. This is gonna be a bad year for Welsh rugby because um Gatlin being away, I mean, howdy coaching Gatlin's system without Gatlin holding his hand doesn't sound like a good idea to me. Uh, so it's going to be a bad year We're going to have to like it lump it And then afterwards Well we've got Gatland for another two years Gatland will be fine I just don't think it's going to be a good time <laughs> howling.
1: Wales. L- Let's look at the post Gatland Who's the question who's, Is it die young Live fast die young after Gatland No I don't think
2: it is Because of the horrible snake pit of Welsh rugby I don't think a Welshman will be equipped To take on the Welsh national job I think it will be the best New Zealander That they can find Right which could be someone like Blackadder who's just come across, absolutely or right, yeah. Wayne Smith, or it will not be a Welshman because it's just yeah they the, they, they, they just can't handle it the regional politics oh the
1: mental absolutely mental <laughs> in, in terms of the style of play the one thing I found really odd so Aust- or most that I spotted most was Australia could go from 122 to the other with it with like five or six phases but Wales just playing that same kind of repetitive phase play 15 phases or more and they'd go from the halfway line to the 10 meter line it's just not 2016 rugby that's yeah you keep keep playing the phases is one thing but you play the phases to create the space but it seems like wales play the phases to play more phases
0: yeah they could they couldn't identify and then exploit the space even when it happened even when they got good midfield turnover ball around the halfway line it's almost like they didn't know what to do with it.
2: Yeah, they're not physical enough to play the game plan that they want them to play. There's all sorts going on in Wales. Uh, as much as I love Gatland, and I truly do love Gatland, I think he's been a fantastic coach. Eight years in any one job is a long, long time. And yeah, yeah and maybe a change is as good as a break. With a lot of the it's same interesting, isn't it? Look at the as way as well.
1: the way people uh, like stock uh, stock value is kind of rises and falls. if you stick around too long, look at Jim Mallinder now. He's not quite the the catch he was a few years ago is he? No, not no, at
0: all. no. Good point. And like round, Graham Roundtree with England, there for a number mm. of years, was talked about as one of the best scrummaging coaches in the world. Then his last few games that he was coaching England, the scrum with excellent personnel completely disintegrated.
2: Yeah, I like it. I liken it to um, Michelin-star chefs. Do you, do you know the way? Like you can't have a like hotels and restaurants lose their mission stars all the time because yeah. if you're always doing the same thing continuously it's no longer up, it's no longer special yeah, yeah yeah and like i think in- wales have done exactly the same thing they've just kept the same individuals in the same places for too long and maybe you know if only if only Dave Rooney hadn't signed for Glasgow, JB, I think be the next guy. JB,
1: I completely agree with you, but can I just point out? This is what Phil and I have pretty much been saying for about two years. Yeah, you
2: were two years too early. <laughs> being too early is the same as being wrong, mate. <laughs> Okay. Very good point.
1: There, there were some positives. Um, Go on. M- Moriarty being one, as yep. Phil already mentioned. Hundred uh, percent. The BBC graphics team being another. <laughs> did you see that? <laughs> did you see John Inverdale holding up a printed out possession stat?
2: Yes. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. To Quite the, embarrassing. Thanks to the unique way it's funded. <laughs>
1: yeah, honestly, I, and and also they they were. Um, messing about with green screen and having Jeremy Guscott appear on the pitch like a weatherman <laughs> <laughs> it was brilliant
2: savage cuts
1: and I've got to say the other positive was fair play to all the Aussie fans who made the effort to travel from Shepherd's Bush <laughs>
2: Yeah, good on them <sighs> so, so Wales, yeah.
1: Wales
0: uh, as I was reading before Wales haven't won their first Autumn International since 2002 so they have form of Starting very slowly in this, and the, the last, the last one that they won in 2002 was against Romania. Um, it, their, their defeats include, um, well, includes losing to Argentina and Samoa, and a draw against Fiji in the equivalent fixture over the past few years.
1: But then Wales haven't won an opening autumn international since 2004, so one of those records was going to tumble.
0: Sorry, that was that was Wales.
1: Oh, I thought you said Australia.
0: No, Australia, Wales haven't won that that opening fixture. Oh
1: right, I thought. Oh right, oh, sorry. I thought he was. I thought well, it about Australia because I thought Wales were two thousand and four. Well, I go, Wales go Monday. but
0: yeah, a long time anyway. Ten, twelve yeah. years without. Or uh, twelve, fourteen years without winning. Um, They've, uh, they've you got... said
1: uh, JB just mentioned that he loves Warren Gatland. Might be a good opportunity to just uh, just mention our encounter with Gats this week. Oh,
2: yeah, you guys went down there, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, we did. It was really interesting, actually. So we got to interview both Gatland and uh, Will Greenwood, which which was nice. Yeah. What, what was... were the highlights?
1: Oh, you're going to be here, Tim, with my shirt. Damn it. I told you I might not be down. Uh... I, do, I, I, I do have... Uh, We'll have to wear it. And, well, as we're not facebook liveing this video, it's probably a good thing. Yes. Um, um, so next week, we will Facebook Live all wearing our brand-new British and Irish Lions jerseys that I have in a little Canterbury presentation box. I'll tweet a picture of them. At Rugby Podcast is where you can find us on Twitter.
2: Yeah, it was um, It was a pretty cool afternoon, actually. Was uh, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it was quite hard to get close to Gatland because everyone wants to get close yeah. to Gatland. You know, you just you know, have a chat. All uh, all of the Canterbury uh, bigwigs were there, which is pretty cool, and I got a good 10-minute chat with the, I want to say, the COO of the Lions, and that was really She's interesting. Right, okay. It wasn't recorded, it was off the record and all the rest of it, but it was a really, really interesting chat about how the Lions are kind of, because there's a lot of criticism about them, isn't there, about the making of
1: the tour, 10 games... And it's and like,
0: the, not enough preparation time yeah. beforehand. You go straight
2: from the Pro 12 and some players final.
1: won't even be in the squad yeah. for the first week or two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and
2: the argument is, and I think I might even buy it. I'm not sure if I completely buy it, but I might buy it. It's a proper tour. It's a proper old school amateur tour. It's not a performance tour. It's a tour tour. Um, that's the excuse they have to, because they have they can
0: only justify because they've got this such a tight narrow window to fit around the northern hemisphere season and the southern hemisphere but it's season. Al-
2: yeah, it's always been that way, and I kind of think yeah, really, okay, it has always been that way. If you're going to take all the best players from the home four nations, maybe, maybe there should be a handicap. <laughs> Maybe it should be hard. Uh, when was oh, last I, time. We, I think we going New to Zealand?
1: New Zealand is yeah. hard enough was for in any the seven, team.
0: Was it the seventies that we last had a successful tour to the New Zealand? To to I don't know, mate. New Zealand,
2: I don't know. But um, I'm I'm convinced, right? That after Saturday's game with Ireland, there should be a Lions tour in the United States, traveling all touring all the way down through to, through to Argentina. I'm pretty sure we'd all go on that. <laughs> oh my, <laughs> my word! <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, and. Uh, there should be a World Cup in America as well.
1: Okay, just yep. an update on the on the American thing. Again, it's a pretty much well, no, it is a done deal. It just hasn't been announced. the The March Av- Avicii Premiership game that's going to be happening in yeah. New New York again. Amazing! New-
2: amazing! Ha- if, if you're trying to plan a live show or book tickets or you want fans to book tickets, it's yes. absolutely astonishingly amazing um, uh, organization.
1: <laughs> so so please do bear with us. Keep the first weekend in March free and just be ready to come join us for yeah. an almighty party in the Big Apple. Yeah,
2: keep the first weekend of March free. Save all of your money just in case they decide to announce it on a whim. Yeah. So it's really irritated me, this. you know, As a professional organisation and as a, you know, it's one of the top sports leagues in the world. Get your house in order. Tell us when the damn, damn fixtures are as soon as you know. Let the boys play. Yeah, how can we play if we don't know where we're playing? <laughs> it's either gonna be A, Kingston Park or B New York.
1: <laughs> we'll be one it will be in one of them. Yeah, and places. I'm only
2: going to yeah, no no no. No 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 no. I'm only going to one of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, that's what I meant. <laughs>
2: yeah. So yeah, great great work. Mm. Uh well we'll talking about something serious then. Oh yeah. Uh, the Lion's shirt is exceptional. Yes. I had a well so I'm, I've not uh, no, got I, my version I don't, version, but I've I seen don't
1: one. want to, I've got them here so and you you'll have seen the pictures by now you're going to describe mm. it I've put it on JB and I, I think it is exceptional and it is lovely. Uh I will say that the elasticated col- bit in between the collar it's a little bit like those old cotton drill tops from back in the day. I'm not I'm not a massive fan of that particular part
0: Uh-oh. but I, I like the collar. Do I, you? It's it's a kind of
1: well, okay.
2: I don't like. Collars. No, I love. I
1: love there being a collar on it. Don't I don't like. I, no, I, I don't that. like
2: collars on on any sport shirts, because I don't think I'm ever going to wear a tie with that <laughs> shirt. <laughs> uh, but actually, it, it does look good. It it look, um it look, it looks classic. I was shocked to see it was red. I, I didn't see that coming. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's a good shirt. It's a tidy shirt.
1: Lovely stash. Hashtag stash watch. Yeah, quite. Yeah. Um. I I also want to just say spare a thought for Italy shall we because they're going to get the all black lash.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I tweeted last night uh, I bet <laughs> I bet Italy really fancy their chances after that one. <laughs> mm.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's not going to be
1: fun for them. Um, it's And more's the point on the 19th I just think Ireland are going to get Oh won't. I don't. I think the Aviva's is going to be rocking.
0: Oh. Well that was that was a big thing actually in, in Soldier Field. It was almost entirely Irish support there, yeah. wasn't it? It was incredible. I thought there would be a lot, but I didn't think it would be to that well, extent.
2: I mean, they do dye the river or the lake or whatever. Yeah. It, there is that uh, green. it's you know, the so river, it the river coming off. Yeah, um, so it is actually you know quite a big Irish town. Uh, they said the same, didn't they? About the remember the football World Cup is nineteen ninety whatever it was one or something in, in USA. 94, Nin- 94 yeah. World Cup. They, Republic of Ireland. Yeah, because Republic of Ireland played Italy. And they thought, because it's, it's in New York, it'd be loads of Italians. And yeah, they went there, yeah. it was loads of Irish. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that much. But the Aviva will be packed, it'll be rocking.
1: Don't don't be so quick to say Ireland will capitulate, because I don't think that they will. I don't think they'll capitulate, and I don't think they'll get spanked. I just think like there will be, I think revenge will be wreaked in two weeks' time.
2: Ooh, I can't,
1: well, let's
2: find out. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, i'm excited for that already shall we do some um anglo welsh cup chat well the south africa v bar bars let's just mention that briefly the game at wembley yeah no i'm gonna tell you i didn't watch this uh it had, no. had bar
1: bars on it and i thought not that keen and I, it looks like i was wrong yeah no it was a really good game um and the bar bars played amazingly just have a look at some of the highlights for naira volo's offloads they were yeah. just ridiculous and, uh, and,
0: and Monaghan, um, Luke Monaghan, yeah, another Australian yes. winger who scored a couple of tries, who, who looked yeah. very good.
1: He did. And Johan Janzi Z- uh, van Rensburg, uh, Ren... th- R- 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 Rohan Janzi von Rensburg,
2: Correct, <laughs> That's KB. It. That's the one you want. <laughs> that, is, that boy is some player. Yeah, he came in for Jesse Creel, yeah, who's is, unfortunately injured. It, I said this at the start of the season. If I was Bath, I would have signed him immediately. Yeah, he's exactly mm. the kind of player that Bath
0: want.
1: Oh. But, but also another player who showed up well, um, Milani Nanai had a hand in every single Barbarians try, and it's like that. that, that it just demonstrated how freakish the strength in depth is for New Zealand because he'd be a top international player for most other countries, if not every other country. Sorry, who is he? Nanai, not na, not na,
0: yeah, n- never heard na, of him. Nanai plays for the blue, fullback. Plays for the for the Blues.
1: Well, oh, there you go.
2: He was well, so no, good. Well, hang on. Talk about freakish uh, strength and depth. You know, Charles Piertel doesn't play for the All Blacks. <laughs> you know?
0: He didn't have his finest game on Friday
1: night, unfortunately. Ooh. Yeah, Charles- let's talk about the next half hour dedicated to Phil's weekend <laughs> in Edinburgh <laughs> watching a poor Edinburgh side beat his beloved pride, yeah. Ulsterman. Uh,
2: okay, so I've got a couple of questions like this. First of all, what is the situation with Paddy Jackson? Why did he not play? Uh, well, he was with the...
0: He was with the Island Squad, yeah. but didn't travel to Chicago because there are some police investigations for uh, an alleged assault, sexual assault, that he's helping. He and Stuart Alding are helping them with. What, are they witnesses? Uh, I don't know. I don't know any more than that, and I wouldn't like to say any more than
2: that. Ooh, keep an eye on that one. That, is, that sounds a little bit grisly. So, uh, right, so they obviously weren't involved. Um, no, they who, were who are the centre pairing then? Because obviously they've got a million centres. And who uh, do they go with? Luke Marshall.
0: Know him. And Sam Windsor. Never heard of him. He's a young centre winger. Um, I was a bit surprised to see him, to be honest. Particularly as they had um, Stockdale, Jacob Stockdale on the bench, who's again uh, outside back centre, big, big, strong ball carrier, who came on and actually looked very good when he came on. Mm. Um, uh, the uh, centre, they also had, so they had Heron. Brett Heron, who we've discussed before. Oh, stop!
2: Uh, <laughs> do you remember last week we were talking about the weakest, the weakest names. Yeah. Do you want to know the weakest name? Uh, Aroni. Erroni, <laughs> Thanks to our friend um, Rose. Rose on Twitter. Who uh, do, do you know this Tim? No. Go on. Okay. Erroni Okay. Is a plor- is basically the the Italian plural for Heron. So a roony or the herons? Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, a, ze- a zebra, a heron couldn't even do any damage to a zebra. No, not really. In fact,
2: uh, I think some some types of herons, in the same in the same family genus, actually sit on zebras' backs and pick ticks off them for, for them. <laughs> the most subservient. <laughs> yeah. Animal ever. So there you go, herons. Anyway, how was your uh, how how was it, uh, anything to report? Uh, it was. Dreadful from Ulster
0: Absolutely uh, Absolutely awful It was With that said Edinburgh did look impressive And I, I can't quite work out How much of it was Edinburgh genuinely played Very very well um, And how much of it was Ulster just Were awful Or but- Edinburgh enjoying A post Alan Solomon's boom <laughs> um, I wouldn't just call it a boom Because the previous week They lost to Zebra, But the week uh, before that They beat Harlequins uh, They did Yes so it's uh, maybe a post Solomon's roller coaster? Yeah, maybe. Um they did they did play very well. The defence was excellent. Um they had a lot of territory in possession. They kicked intelligent Jason Tovey kicked intelligently. Um and they took their opportunities in fine style. Now
2: was it a standing room only or did you manage to get some seats?
0: We just about managed to sneak in uh seventy odd thousand seat stadium and there was a reported five thousand people in there. Wow. Uh so the Oh uh, my do word Do the mass Nearly 70,000 free seats That's uh, ridiculous oh. um, it, A bit like the Millennium a, Stadium The atmosphere was actually okay There was um, Talking with, with Chris And um, Alistair Lees Who does an Edward Ruby podcast Who we met up there Oh right okay um, uh, they, they say that There were more Ulster fans Than there are normal Travelling supports so It was actually a bit fuller And the atmosphere was a bit better Than, uh, <laughs> <laughs> than usual Oh no uh, but Edinburgh did look good, and they're fifteen. Blair Kinghorn, who's a rangy runner,
1: he's maybe very good, isn't he?
2: Yeah, he's about he, six
1: I mentioned him in the under twenties World Cup. He, he was very good for Scotland there. All he, right, Tim. He, it's not. It's not all about you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he he looked very good. Um, he his reading of the game more importantly because there's a few times when a kick was put through and you thought for all the world Ulster were going to dot this down and score, and he read it perfectly. And the young uh, Magnus Bradbury. Two good names, Magnus Bradbury and Blair Kinghorn. Blair Kinghorn's exceptional isn't it? Two young. uh, What an
1: amazing name for a Scottish player, as well. Blair Kinghorn. Brilliant. I thought
2: more like a gay porn star. (laughs) Could have been on your quiz.
1: Oh my god, he could have been in our porn 15. We'll have to revise (laughs) our
2: porn 15. Blair Kinghorn. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) So they, they were all very good. Ulster pretty bad and and Brett Heron who played at 10 did not have a great game at all in fact it was only the last 10 minutes when they put Pinar to 10 and brought Luke um, not Luke Marshall on the other Paul Marshall um, on at 9 that uh, Ulster actually got some control in the game hmm
2: uh, okay so do we need to know anything else about the game or can we stop talking about Ulster? Let's Edinburgh? stop talking about yeah, that cuz cool. we've,
1: we've put Phil through the the grinder on that one. But uh, before um, we talk about any other w- bit well, on, well, Phil, well, well, so well we... before
2: we do anything I want to know about your game Leicester Bath please Tim. Go f- go um, for
1: it Tim. Well, no no I think there's I think there's bigger stuff to talk about before we get into any Anglo Welsh cup stuff. Yeah okay. but you I were there but you must have seen something of interest or someone of it, interest or something. It, it was one of the best games I've seen uh, all season. Really? In terms of entertainment, yeah, it was it was fantastic. And um, my first experience of Todd Blackadder, and I've just got to.
0: Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on
2: either side.
1: um DOR in terms of just like what an unbelievably nice man. I can't I can't express how what a gent he is. He's so nice. He's a bit of a silver fox as well, isn't he? Yeah, I think there's a few man crushes going on in the in the BT sport team with uh Todd Blackadder. With Blackadder. Wow. Yeah. Who was I talking to
2: about Todd Blackadder? I can't remember now. Someone I'm sure I've had someone on the engine who's played for him. And uh, apparently um uh, he will just work work, work with his players oh, uh, it, it regardless. Was... Uh, Bentley the extra lock yeah that's right yeah um, and he was just saying that um, like if you need extra practice and you know you ask him he will be out there until god knows what time making sure that you're spot on with your kickoffs or your, your kick-off receipts or whatever it is that you need
1: I just I, I got really good vibes from the guy as just just a bloke well, I mean you get that with rugby a lot and yeah. um, there's a lot of you know in fact that there isn't a DOR I don't think it's a good bloke but um, he's just—it's only my first experience, so that's one thing. The other thing is, it's a Lions year, so obviously Tom Croft made his comeback. Yeah, yeah.
0: successful comeback. You look good uh, off the bench. Uh,
1: yeah, he—he got—he got his—got he his, got his head in a few a few times. That there was some 50-meter um, try somewhere. <laughs> not this time. Not this time. Building, uh, mate. it wasn't to be for. It wasn't to be for Bath. They—they um, they had a lot of young guys out there. Leicester are quite a, a good side. Harry Thacker is—I love that guy.
0: Mm. Mm. What, he's not, a,
1: what a ball of muscle
0: yeah he's not really been playing much this season has he he's not, no. not been near the first team he's got after his breakthrough year last year oh he's and so he, good his brother was playing as well wasn't he is it Charlie Thacker
1: Charlie yeah came on as a off the bench
0: yeah and Freddie Burns Freddie Burns was playing
1: pulling the strings he did he, he he was very influential so there was that um, uh, again and that was one of the thing the observations from the anglo welsh cup over the weekend because i worked at the Quinns game as well quinns exeter were you doing your and... normal role tim sorry
2: were you doing your normal role what do you mean as in pitch side and after match stuff
1: yeah i was doing all that but i also got to do i also did some bits in the dress, which had never been done before it was a bit of an experiment ah. for the anglo welsh cup but did some bits in the dressing room how was that with Having a look around, it was yeah, it was good. It was good. So I had Guy, my, Guy Mercer from Bath showed me around the the Bath dressing room and um, and then uh, Exeter. You know they're quite an old school kind of club, very professional in their approach, but got that real old school feel as a club. Yeah. Um, well, when you go in their dressing room, Phil Dolman, who got injured first game back, and he got injured. Ooh. Oh, did he? Know, yeah. There's a few injuries out of that Queen's Exeter game. We'll have to check. The status of a lot of players, but there's quite a lot of players when it got injured, um, unfortunately. But Phil Dolman, unfortunately, with one of them, and it looked quite bad as well. Um, he showed me round but that Exeter have loads of jelly babies in big tubs on their table, like like when we played at Broughton Park. JB,
2: nice. Yeah, we had like the we had basically a miniature Woolworths, didn't we? Set up <laughs> <Yeah>. in <laughs> like in the showers. The, the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard for pretty much snacks. There was a guy uh, who's, who's played with called Joe Noon. And he didn't eat sweets or something like that. I can't remember. So he requested that our kit manager, uh, and this you know he was a reasonable kit. He's a re- reasonable kit uh, kit manager. It should never be a DOR, but he is now. Um, he he started bringing breadsticks as the pre match snacks. St- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like what are you doing? Uh, yeah, we just want some nibbles before the game. So brought in <laughs> park we had, like all these um, sweets and stuff, and then Joe. Had his own packet of Tesco's finest breadsticks. <laughs> he should have gone for some bruschetta <laughs> or some some olives. <laughs> yeah, it was bizarre. Wow. Uh,
1: at all the levels, at all the levels I've played, I, I could, like to compare notes with Phil. But whether it was whether it was down at level six, you know, just playing a bit of social rugby with UJB, or whether it was uh, national one or whatever, it was always jelly babies, jaffa cakes. Yeah, Is yeah. That the same for you, Phil. Uh, yeah frequently I, I think um, Jaff Cake has been kept in business by professional rugby players I think so well, although I didn't see any this weekend have you ever you heard go. have you ever heard
2: this one so I had an old strength and conditioning coach who used to work with uh, Warrington Wolves too right yeah and he said in Warrington Wolves they were freezing their jelly babies in order to get slower release energy <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's, I mean you know there's Clive Woodward's uh, approach of trying to get every little
2: 1% gain that's
1: just taking it a step too that far is, isn't it that
2: is bro science bro science the right there that is uh, and how would you how would you eat a rock solid frozen jelly baby that's the other thing too I,
0: uh, I've heard of some ludicrous bro science not in, this is not in rugby uh, in like the gym bodybuilding where people would Eat a hard boiled egg at the bottom of every squat. No! So they'd (laughs) they'd be doing a squat and they'd pop in a hard boiled egg and then up up to the top, then down. uh, Protein
2: release, mate, obviously. Oh, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) How bizarre. (laughs) So, yeah, there you go. In fact, yeah, that could be not maybe. Is that maybe our hashtag uh, of this week? Pro well, science, Well, with well a let's fuck. save
1: it for the end then, but yeah, I like that one. Yeah, stash tag, save, save, s- save that for the stash tag. Save that for the stash tag. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, fine. Yeah. We're oh, right, sorry. I thought I cut out then for a second. No, no, uh, um, what was I gonna say? There's... Oh, yes, no, there's one thing that I think is more pressing than any Anglo Welsh or Pro 12 chat, okay, and that is Andy Robinson.
2: Ah, okay. Yeah. Do you, do you want to kick this off? I've got some information that might be interesting for you.
1: Okay. Well, so the story emerged that what was it on Wednesday uh, or Thursday? Andy Robinson, or Thursday, I think. Andy Robinson had been suspended from his role as director of rugby in after the results disappointing Premiership results this season. Um, which as an, an odd thing to read, it gives the impression that he's done something wrong, as yes. in naughty. Well. Yes. yes okay
0: Suspension. yeah suspension is weird in two ways one it gives the impression he has done something wrong like you say but two it gives you the impression that under s- at least some circumstances he might be able to get his job back or be reinstated yep. Yep. which i don't think from my understanding i don't think either of those are even remotely yeah. close to he's not oh, back I
1: oh i'm sure they could uh, they could do the old uh, you know just have a kind of have a week off uh do the gardening Spend a bit of time with your family, and then we'll see you in a couple of weeks. It'll all be fine again. You can crack on.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, okay. Um, yeah, it's a justified firing. That's the first, first <laughs> thing I'd say. It, <sighs> if it's just a straightforward firing. The suspension bit is on, but it's justified. Yeah. And let me tell you why it is justified. Firstly, when they were in the championship, they lost a lot of playoff games. So he was lucky to get this far quite Yeah, likely. yeah. He brings them up to the premiership. He sacks Sean Holly. Now I don't know what your views are on on Sean Holly. I don't really know much about Sean Holly because he coached at the Ospreys, and it's hard to get a gauge on an individual who has such a strong team as Bristol playing in the Championship. But in fairness to to, to Sean, he did get them promoted. Yeah. Now he fired Sean Holly and replaced them with two guys who have never coached before in Dwayne Peel and Jonathan Thomas. So you're getting into the best league maybe in Europe or second best league in Europe or if you're Pro 12. Fan, the third best league in Europe, right? <laughs> with two complete not complete novice coaches, and then the weirdest thing for me is the Bristol squad. Does anyone know how many players are in the Bristol squad? Well, we we heard north of fifty, closer to sixty, sixty-two, sixty. Wow. Now, if that Unreal. if that is true, I mean, I don't know what the contract structures are like, or how you know how their pay is structured. I don't whether know that whether that's
1: including the academy players as well.
2: Yeah. But 62 players. So, I mean, that could be a red herring, but it doesn't sound to me as if there's been much structure in there and it just sounds like they've been wasteful with a salary cap. So all those things combined does mean to me that it's a completely justified firing.
1: I'm a little bit torn because on the one hand, it just feels a bit football. No, it doesn't. We've We've had had an attacking coach coach going in Alex King from Northampton, a defence coach at Leicester going in Steve Hansen. And a director of rugby going seven weeks in, like the way that rugby gets done. The same with picking your squad. You get your house in order, you know what you're doing, you do it, and then afterwards you kind of deal deal with the consequences. I know the stakes are higher now, so things need to be changed a bit more, but it just feels... To me, I don't like it.
0: I, I understand what... Yeah, I do understand the point, Tim. Particularly after... They only gave him a new three-year deal in August yeah, of this year. Exactly. So exactly. In, in August, he was the right man for the job. Now, he's not. And it, it does feel a bit reactionary. But, with that said, I do yeah. think he, the results have justified it. And besides the first game when they narrowly lost to Harlequins in the Wembley or Twickenham game... Um, He's not done much at all. And that that home hammering against Sale, who don't travel well, I think, I I do think it's justified. Um, And also, like your point on the squad, Jay, you look at the squad, how many current internationals or people even pushing to be current internationals have they got in there? They've got a lot of internationals, but they're all ones who are kind of a bit over the hill.
2: Uh, Yeah, they've got some premiership talent there, like Will Cliff, for instance or but, um well if he was always no, secondary at sale a, a, yeah but if you talk to he, anyone at sale they all rate him very highly uh, yeah I'm, and uh, they're all going to say yeah, that though they can't no, say it no, no, but the but the, no. but the ultimate well no because it's off the record um and the and the other thing as well is if you you know if you want the the ultimate compliment it's the guy who used to be ahead of him Dwayne Peel saying that you need to sign that guy and it's not like the 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 short on cash they can sign pretty much whoever they want cuz peel didn't want any more mm. pressure he was he knew he could keep Will Cliff second choice yeah that's a good point keep his job <laughs> and they
1: can't and also he wasn't asking for I, I,
2: Mike Phillips was he I'm yeah I'm <laughs> not
1: buy, I'm not buying that that they can sign whoever they want because what they've More been reduced to those. signing is overpaying on guys that are on the way down
2: of course Jordan, yeah. Jordan Green prime example I, Ian Evans yeah. yeah no I completely mind you Ian Evans is only 32 I mean you'd thought for a lot but he's not been playing well for since the Lions 2013 yeah. really so yeah. The, yeah, there's some structural issues there which clearly need to, you know, be addressed. And maybe if they were playing a little, a little better, but they're not. They've never played nice rugby, so it's completely justified. However, out of the fire into the frying pan, who do they have now? Tainton. Hands up if you know anything about Mark Tainton. Uh, we're Kicking not coach.
0: We're not on Facebook Live. My hand is not up. <laughs> I don't know very much at all. Uh, my
2: hand is not up. I've done some investigations, Tim. He's a kicking coach. Is he? I mean, we don't really know. I don't know. Okay, so um, the reason I know about Mark Tainton, the same reason Phil knows about Mark Tainton, is he's on LinkedIn. So uh, <laughs> do you want to read his CV? To... Okay. Uh, if I just load this up. Here we go. Uh, why is it kick, kick me out? Well, I'll, I, I'll start. So he's at Bristol now. He... Here we go.
0: Here we go. Oh, So... Bristol Rugby Club player, uh, 13 years from 83 to 97. Then mm-hmm. kicking coach for the RFU, so coach national teams from schools to senior teams. Um, he was then head coach for a year, just over a year, at Richmond Rugby when Richmond collapsed. He went on to coach Oxford University for a few years, then skills coach at Munster before two consultant appointments in rugby league at warrington and wigan he was then a consultant at saracens 2007 2008 and then a sports brand consultant at puma (laughs) uh, followed by an assistant coach at the irish rugby football union um, and then an independent sports consultant where he did some work with wasps
2: yeah. Now, my understanding is in his last role, his job was to teach wasps kickoffs. And that was it. I mean, that that basically is it. Uh, there's two things that I take from this. He might be a very experienced individual w- within rugby. Yeah, wide range of experience. Very, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's, not, it's not an impressive top-flight CV, but it's certainly an impressive CV in terms of the, of the range of stuff that he's done. Yeah. Number two, I need to get into rugby consultancy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Big
2: time. You, you know, there's, there's, like, no pressure on firings. You don't need to win any games. Just show up and, um, and you'd be a consultant. But is this really the guy who is qualified to do a review of a premiership rugby club? and then appoint the next DOR or be the next DOR? Be no,
1: he's not going to be appointing the next DOR. Well,
2: what's his job then, if he's in charge of the review?
1: He's just a caretaker, and he's obviously a club man. Now, I think there's a little element of this, which it feels a little bit like, was it, I don't know who the guy was at the RFU, was it Ian Ritchie? Yeah, Ian he, Ritchie. He, he was the guy that was responsible for some dreadful appointments, and it's easy to say with hindsight, but Martin Johnson, Andy Robinson, mm-hmm. uh, and Stuart Lancaster...
2: Wait There, Ian Ritchie appointed uh Andy Robinson. Are you sure about that?
0: I'm not sure the timing's correct. I, I, I think one,
2: I think Ian Ritchie's first appointment was Lancaster. You definitely appointed Lancaster anyway.
1: Okay, well, okay, so I'm not wanting to put it all on Ian Ritchie. The yeah. people, whoever was the yeah. in charge of the RFU, it was the RFU and their, their management, they appointed Andy Robinson, Martin Johnson, Stuart Lancaster, people with without the sort of experience that we're now seeing with eddie jones they repeatedly did it and they weren't the ones who ever carried the can and that in business that doesn't happen if a company repeatedly goes through cycle after cycle of poor performance and it's not the it's not one of the low it's not the it's not the md that gets gets axed it's the guy who keeps putting poor mds in place
0: the chair eventually yeah, carries the should, can which would be the chairman yeah
1: Mm, yes, you can't. You can't. you in business. You can't keep hiring rubbish managing directors, and then not and then, and well, then not mean, expect I yourself guess, to get removed. eventually. I guess the
2: big difference is in business. You'd probably go out of business, whereas in the RFU, that doesn't seem to happen, and 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 never will do. And
1: in, in, no, in business, my, my, my point, my point being, it's uh, yes, I agree. Andy Robinson is not the man, but then I don't think. I don't think any of us have ever been a big fan, but they, they as Phil just said, they gave him a new contract two, three, three months ago. Yeah. Madness. I that agree. Is with ma- you. That, that is madness.
2: It, that's insanity.
1: Uh, they... Like the RFU gave Lancaster a six-year deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. I <laughs> that need... is a...
0: right. <laughs> one of the most incredible...
1: Forget
2: forget podcasting. I'm going straight into rugby consultancy. <laughs> I've, had a... I've had enough of this. <laughs>
0: um... Any idea who the ultimate coach
2: will be? Uh, Well, Well, everyone's
1: everyone's saying Heineken Mayer, aren't they? Heineken Mayer's up there. Robbie Uh, Robbie Deans has been spoke about.
2: Yeah, we had Martin Hogg. An interesting one is they have got a very good coach in there at the moment, um, Mark Bakewell. Uh, Everyone who's who's anyone who knows about Mark Bakewell will tell you he's a very good coach, uh, to the point that they won't probably appoint a coach with a forwards background if they can keep Mark Bakewell in. Right, okay. Uh, that seems to be one of the few so, limits of hope. So, Jonathan Thomas, then, what's his coaching role? He's defence coach. Ah, right, okay. And then I don't know what Dwayne Peel's role is. Backs and skills. Maybe. But I think they need. Joke a, telling. The joke telling, maybe. Uh, but they need another guy to come in, I think, maybe with you know, backs experience rather than anything else. Or actually, do you know what? No, they don't. What they need is they need an overall DOR who doesn't yeah. get involved in coaching and can assemble a coaching team and. Work the salary cap to the best of his advantage. Yeah. Unfortunately, they are past that now because you organise your salary cap in in the off season.
0: Yeah. So. The salary cap
2: allocation is done and has not been done particularly well. Yeah. There's nothing more you can do. So Steve Diamond is the only guy that could dig out this hole. <laughs> could possibly or <all> yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'd appoint Steve Diamond. <laughs> so in, in, a, in a way, in a roundabout way, it's going to be the same appointments. <laughs> <laughs> but i say so that's what they need they need someone to get some fight in them because that sale game they had no fight in them whatsoever it'll be interesting to
0: see because you do often with a new appointment of coaching in in all sports or a new um, director of rugby manager you often get a bit of a bounce a bit of a honeymoon period when he comes in and he do the players have got a bit of competition because the, their place is suddenly under threat they're all vying to prove that they they're, they're the ones going to be performing and taking it forward so
1: that is the positive that there's yeah. 15 games there's 15 games
0: yeah there's plenty of time so in that regard acting early is good
1: yeah and yeah. also I
2: mean they've got a lot of deadwoods to cut so the chances of you getting fired at Bristol are pretty high uh, on account they've got what uh, enough players for four teams <laughs> <laughs> yes so a lot of players I imagine going to get fired pre- pretty quickly yeah mm. you, but, you'd like that job wouldn't you oh yeah <laughs> Off you go, um, Martin Hogg. Yes, um, I've heard. Now, did we talk about this last podcast? No, no, I don't think so. My son is Martin Hogg. Has been fired from the England, England under twenties by Dean Ryan. Right, so Dean Ryan, in his kind of overarching
0: developmental role, has let Hogg go. Yes, correct. after Hogg, Hogg has just Hogg won the
1: coach who delivered the world championships. Yeah, just from the under
2: twenties World Cup. Basically, well, exactly what I'm saying. Dean Ryan doesn't like some of the players, is what I'm led to believe, and because of that, uh, he's let Hog go, albeit letting Hog write his own uh, "quote unquote" uh, resignation statement. Hmm. So there you go. That's a that's a that's another that's another one to keep a, a close eye on because obviously Hogg clearly is a very good. Well, he's certainly the best coach in the world at that level, or has access to the best players in the world at that level.
0: Yep, yep. He did,
1: and just like Glenn Delaney. Before him, he did a very, very good job on limited resources at Nottingham.
2: Yeah, that's one, isn't that's one, is it? Did, did your brother play for him at Nottingham?
1: Yeah, so, yeah like, but just for a bit before he went to Irish.
2: Yeah, so he's very, very highly thought of at Nottingham or with any of the players that have, that have played there. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, watch that one. I think that's going to be quite interesting. Another one to watch as mm. well is Wasp's financial situation.
1: Yeah. Yes! So, what do we... Interesting story that emerged this week. So, what are, the, what are the headlines? Well, we we have got... I mean, I'm not going to try and explain this. I'm not an independent financial advisor, <laughs> JB. You uh, are. Well, What's that...
2: going on? Okay, well, that doesn't put me in any better position than any of you guys, because I tell you what pensions have put your money. <laughs> in. But, um, only from reading, like, press reports, um, it would seem that WASPs are losing money hand over fist every year. So, I think, they're, uh, I think they've got an operating loss... This year, of about 2 million. I'm not entirely sure.
0: Yeah, operating losses, uh, well, sorry, increased from
2: 2.4 million to 3.8 million this year. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, that's quite a lot of money to lose, but it doesn't seem to be quite so straightforward. Um, Wasps have got a lot of money at their disposal because they raised a lot of money through a retail bond. So they've got, so they managed to raise in the region of 36 million pounds. So some of that money, which you see as the operating loss, may well be. Some of the interest that they're paying. They're paying in the region of £2 million worth of interest every year.
0: But that £36 million yeah. isn't liquid assets
2: because it's the stadium. No, no. Yeah. No, no, £36 million is is an actual... They actually sold bonds and they've got £36 million in cash. No, because they're cash, bond... cash balances. No, no, the, the
1: are, cash is they've got 300000
2: 300,
0: in cash and yeah, that's it. 300000 in cash. So that's on the... The thirty six million it includes the forty eight million valuation of the Rico Arena, which the bonds were used to buy. Wait there, wait. Ah.
2: I thought they bought the Rico Arena for five million. Uh well the value is the forty eight million. Yeah, but you wouldn't include the value of debt, would you? You wouldn't say if I have borrowed six million pounds, my value is six million pounds.
1: That's what, what the yeah. uh so can, I, can, I, can I just f- just say that's what the European Union did with Greece. They, uh, sorry, to little history and uh, and and EU lesson. But uh, when Greece spent uh, billion, well, it might it might have hundreds of millions of pounds on the Olympics, the Germany basically fudged the books by saying that's all an asset. That money is all an asset, so that should be in the profit column, not the not the losses column. Well, uh,
2: drawing the comparison back to wasps and uh, and corporate bonds, uh, yeah. Wasps have borrowed a lot of money, so they've got yeah, 36 million which they need to pay back in 2020. Yeah,
0: so yeah, they have that as a debt definitely, but their cash balances. So, this was one of the most worrying things Yeah. That yes, I looked at I the agree. St- Statement was cash balances of just 300k, and is that liquidity that will be a problem? Because we know previously from the previous owners that Haskell and other players were not getting paid at times, mm. and only having 300,000 pounds actually liquid is an issue, even if you've got this massive asset. Because yes. you can't
2: sell the asset. No, no, they can't. Because um, that, that is their revenue. That yeah, is their now, prime source of revenue. There are a few more things you need to consider. They've not done a rename of the stadium. They've, they've not done any new sponsorship deals. That Their gates are up. Yeah, so, so they, this is what I
0: was reading into it. The headlines look very negative, but there is a lot of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. So they will have had a lot of expense in the last year in changing over the stadium. And just the, just the, the financial side, the legal side, but there will have been works going on there. But Might if you when say LaRue that...
1: suddenly says, "I want my uh, pay, I want I want half my salary up front," well,
0: then, uh... well, he'd be renegotiating his deal. So he'd say, <laughs> "Well, in that case, we're going to change it from seven hundred and fifty k to three hundred k. you still have want? front. <laughs> you just still want half it up front?"
2: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think it's all. It, it sounds to me disappointing, but not worrying.
0: Yeah, from what I've seen, there's not enough information in that statement to draw to infer any long-term conclusions from it. The headlines are, to watch. headlines are, headlines are negative. As long as they can get over that liquidity problem, that they, they should be okay based on what we know.
1: Yeah, there's the, some... the one thing the one thing I thought was interesting is they said there's a covenant in the deal when they took over the Rico and formed this new business. Uh, there was a covenant in there saying. We will never have debts that exceed the value of our business. They they come, they came to the value of their business by the directors estimating what they think the value of the business is. That's that's how that works. So basically, the directors say, "Oh, we've got thirty six million in debt. Um, the, the business is worth we, we think 39 thirty nine million. So we're fine." Oh wait.
2: a staggeringly good deal to buy the Rico. Staggeringly. I mean, if the figure's right about 5 million quid, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, if
0: that figure's right, because, well, it's now valued at 48 million a couple of years later. So, I'd And they are the sole owners. By them,
1: valued by them. Well, but that, that's surely... That's an independent valuation. Yeah, I that mean, should have
0: to be
2: uh, independent, you, you can't just I, on, the, on that asset. I, I, you can't get a group of directors putting their fingers in the air and
1: go, this feels like 50 million. Hey, listen. I'm thinking. I'm thinking that if if anyone from Radio Four is listening right now, money program, new new hosts, <laughs> what do you reckon? I don't think so, mate.
2: I, don't, <laughs> I never ever on a podcast talk about money or anything over over rugby ever. Yes.
1: Yeah. La- la- the other week we were talking about Apprentice. This week we're talking <laughs> about uh, high boardroom. My boss said to me, "High-profile boardroom financial dealings." My boss said to me, "I'm not entirely sure."
2: If you're a part-time podcaster and full and full-time financial advisor, <laughs> or actually I'm the part-time job and your other interest is sorry, and your full-time job is podcasting. So, the truth uh, yeah.
1: is, the truth is, his job pays for the other job. Shh.
2: Shh. <laughs> <laughs> this can't get out. That's all right. This can't get out. Shh. All
1: right. Um, I've got a game of rugby social ready. Yes, please. Uh, Ellie, um, oh, Ellis Genge, watch. Yep, hit me with it. <laughs> I've not. I've not time to look at
0: his Twitter account this week.
1: Well, what was Genji, Ellis Genji, impersonating this week? I've been looking at the Twitter accounts of rugby players; they love to tweet and whatnot. So uh, I've got three questions. Just a quick one: Uh, What was Genji impersonating this week? Was it a newsreader, a dinosaur, or a Formula One car?
0: (laughs) Mm. Hmm. I'm going to say
2: a dinosaur. Oh, I was gonna dinosaur. Um, Formula One car.
1: It is a dinosaur. Phil's uh. right. Because I'm not here, I can't play. I, I, I've seen the video, but I haven't seen if there's any audio with the video. But uh, yeah, go go to just one of you. Go on your phone with we'll to at Genji while I'm doing this. And there's a there's a little video of him and some other rugby players doing little dinosaur T Rex impressions. <laughs> I don't know if there's any sound that goes with it. Hmm.
0: That's but right.
1: um, I'll, you, ask, you I'll got... ask another question while you're doing that. Okay. Yeah. I'll try and find it. Um, so next question. Harry Thacker, the little ball of muscle that he is. What, what, is it a um, muscular little dump truck? Yeah. yeah. Stocky, is that what stocky little, called
0: him? Stocky little dump truck. Uh, you, Harry was... Thacker
1: is a sucker for what? Hmm. Is it a pudding? No. Is it a pair of slippers? Maybe. Is it a rom-com? I'm going to go rom-com. Uh slippers you're both wrong it's a pudding no <laughs> he's so ripped I just wouldn't have uh, thought he'd be all over the. oh yeah.
0: You, yeah you need to refuel after a heavy gym session plus he's yeah. trying to uh, bulk I... up to about well he was about 13 stone at one point last double season double his body weight
2: that'd, that'd be good oh, hold yeah, need to can you hear 20.
0: Genji uh, I can't find the thing i am on. I'm on, just been on Genji then was it his Twitter account or was it some yeah. some other one
1: no it's his twitter account um, ah, here we so go. Go...
0: dinosaurs too he's retweeted yeah no but he's in the video yeah here we go
1: <laughs> wow good work Genji what a guy uh, so it's 1-0 to Phil going into the final round Yes. Our f- our favourite probably our favourite ever. Collectively, if we had to come up with a favourite ever player, then I think the one that we'd all come to consensus on would be Jacques Berger. Miles Benjamin, but go
0: on. Probably, yeah. Yeah. I think we could all agree Jacques.
1: Yeah. What will be the first item on Jacques Berger's Christmas list this year? Hunting knife. <laughs> I, oh, here are the options. <laughs> A hunting knife. <laughs> 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 Some pants with the face of a wolf on. Ooh, ooh. Or a slab of wolf pack lager. Uh, hunting
0: knife. I'm going to go for the...
1: I, I, I wrote wrote down hunting knife. <laughs> I
0: am going to go for the uh, pants with the face of a wolf on it.
1: And Phil, you take Rugby Social 2-0. Yes. Oh, Have got a it. look at Jack Berger's Twitter account, nabasoa. And uh, he he says, oh, I'll, I'll show you what he says. But yeah, it's um, I think it I, I think it might be a Saracen's development, some pants. <laughs> really? Do you not think he's... it's a wolf pack Logger development? Oh. That would make more sense. No, it's it's pants and the the crotch ah. is it's like a it's like a wolf's face and the nose your your yeah. the junk you sits go. in the nose. Ah, and and he's yeah, he's he's got hashtag wolf pack, hashtag wet nose. (laughs)
2: That's
1: (laughs) awful. Uh, I know Bryn's going to be
2: sorting me up a pair of um, RGC pants that look very similar with RGC across the front. Some speedos. Yeah, they look cool. (laughs) Yep.
0: Um, Are you
2: going to be wearing speedos anytime soon, JB? in the dungeon probably <laughs>
0: it does get very hot
2: down it's here it's very hot in here I, Facebook Live yes and sometimes you just need to you know, air it out <laughs>
1: but for anyone worried about watching Facebook Live next week it's back uh, on next week and seeing Bowen, uh, JB in his Speedos he will still be wearing socks yes he, I will he, even in just Speedos he still wears socks yeah
2: uh, just so you know um, if you're wondering where the Facebook Live is and I, I know you're all desperate to see it yeah, well, out. Dave
1: Reese has tweeted and Stand Up Bath has got in touch, DM'd on Twitter. So there are a bunch of people saying, "Are you doing it live tonight, guys?" So no, we, we apologise. We are
2: upgrading our internet down here. So we, in case you noticed, it was terrible.
1: So once it's upgraded, well, it'll be the, great. the internet had nothing to do with the fact you filmed the ceiling for a few <laughs> minutes. But yeah, yes, that is true. Yes,
2: there've been a few technical issues.
0: Yeah, we're still getting used to the technology, aren't we? We are slowly. Right next week's fixtures let's do it yeah should we just give a quick mention for fantasy rugby draft before we do that why not on um, which is a brilliant brilliant online draft game that we are completely hooked on uh, yes c- too much probably yeah to the point that um, JB was texting me some horrible horrible things on Tuesday night when my waiver request for ruby and <laughs> went through
1: I was so angry with myself <laughs> I've picked up Dave Ewers this week. Ooh, he's back! He's back.
2: That'll be an interesting signing.
1: Yeah, I was yeah. Uh, I was
2: bragging to uh, Bryn over over a nice steak, and I, as I do you know who I was with, I was with Emma Thurston and I was yep. with Bryn straight after the Lions launch. I was yep. enjoying a steak, and I was bragging about the secret player that I, that I picked up who no one would, no one would have got, and because I put in two wave requests, one for Byron McGuigan <laughs> and one for Robbie Frew, and I forgot about Byron, Byron McGuigan Yep. I got Byron McGregor, but I lost yep. Robbie Fruin. Yes. So upset.
0: Yeah. Um, brilliant game. You can join now for the rest of the Aviva Premiership. Uh, you've obviously missed the first few game weeks, but you've got a couple of weeks to get your team, you and 10 friends, and get your draft pick. Nine game. friends, yeah. Oh, Ten sorry, yeah. 10 man league. Nine Four friends. Women. And the draft, the hour long draft, is one of the most exciting, exhilarating, nerve wracking, stressful things you will ever do. But it is. Truly brilliant. Yeah. Uh, So get involved on there, and if you're going to put go on, put the word egg somewhere in your team name, or in or and in your league name, and you'll get you'll be in the draw for some lovely Canterbury stash.
2: Yes, and it is a Lions year. Just remember that. Just remember that. Yes, exactly.
0: So. Oh yeah, remember that. So, games this week. So there's there's a lot of uh, auxiliary games. Which I w- we won't go into any detail we about. What's
1: auxiliary game? That was the most Alan Partridge way of describing a rugby match I've ever heard.
0: <laughs> is it? Is it? Um, An auxiliary game? Auxiliary game. Well, on uh, Tuesday, the Czech Republic hosts the Barbarians. Uh, we also have Emerging Italy hosts Scotland Day. Uh, that's why
2: they're in Prague.
0: What, the Barbarians? Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, that's a game that I'd watch.
0: What go out to actually watch
2: I've watched Yeah in Prague The Barbarians Yes absolutely
0: Yeah that would be interesting Um, That's your fault Barbarians then Play Fiji at the Kingspan Barbarians play Fiji At the Kingspan Okay yeah Munster hosts The Maori All Blacks Fine Georgia play Japan Interesting where Uh, In Tbilisi
2: Ooh, well, that's be, pretty cool.
0: It's diff- I've looked into flights from Manchester to, to to Tbilisi. Well, this
2: is exactly it isn't. it? This is why they can't join the Six Nations.
0: It's pretty tricky to yeah. get to, to, to Tbilisi. Um that will be interesting because is that on TV? Uh it might be on ESPN. Um or like World Rugby or something. Because mm. the the Japan Argentina game, Argentina were fairly comfortable. I think it was 54-20. I did you know like a
2: Ford on. Uh I don't know. On debut? On Daibu. On Daibu <laughs> So that'll be that
0: be a good test for both Georgia and Japan. Mm-hmm. Then Italy, New Zealand, which is gonna be a massacre. Um we've got Portugal, Belgium, we've got Spain, Tonga, Romania United States, Ooh. France, Samoa, which will be quite interesting. Uh I think these are all interesting games. Germany, Uruguay. I've watched that. <laughs> can I watch it? Uh, unlikely you're going right. to be able to watch that. Chile, Chile play South Korea. Wow! In, in one of the most unusual fixtures. Oh,
2: can you give me the locations of all these? Are they all like? Tell you what, fair play. This is a hell of an international weekend. It, there's a serious number of games. Uh,
0: that is in in Chile. Is it in Las uh, right. Condes? So, if to, to if, if it's the same
1: next year, because the fixture list will be produced early, we need to go to one of these. Because one of these obscure games will be really cheap and easy to get to, and will be a really interesting yeah. place.
0: Romania, Prague, or, yeah. or Germany, Germany, Uruguay. We could fly to Frankfurt.
1: That'd be dead Yeah, we if, could just. Yeah, absolutely. Like, we could, could organise Let there, people bro. know we're going to be there. Yeah, let people po- know we're going to be there. Portugal team Belgium. outing weekend knees up.
0: Spain versus Tonga is in Madrid. That'd be easy to get oh, to.
2: Oh, Madrid's a great town.
0: Yeah. Anyway. anyway They've got, anyway. they got
1: some good sports bars that you just hung out in. Yes. yes. No,
0: rooftop bars, obviously. Uh, most, Mostly Irish bars we, we were hanging out in. <laughs> yeah, not again. Uh, anyway, the big games. So, we've got Scotland-Australia. Yeah. The, the repeat of the World Cup last year. Um, which I imagine is going to be an Australia win. Mm-hmm. Uh. But it'd be good to get a positive performance from Scotland. We have Well,
1: Scottish, the Scottish rugby club rugby's been on a bit of a high, so yeah, we'll see how it translates.
0: Yeah, definitely. We've got Ireland-Canada in the Aviva, which will be interesting to see Ireland kind of give a few of their
2: players a bit of a rest. Yeah, so do you know how Ireland has structured this? They've basically got two squads. There's a, there's this... a Romania squad in Ireland training for this game and the senior squad basically won't be involved. So this would be more like the um, Wolfhounds. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. That's
1: because the the guys that played on Saturday night will be <laughs> still hungover in a couple of days' time.
0: Did you Did you see Jamie Slip's tweet? To, oh yeah, um, yeah to
2: uh, Erlingus. Oh, uh, was Erlingus. not the Who was the Irish guy that tweeted to um, Nianga? Uh, I don't know. Like, have a good one. He's like, we will be de- we definitely will be having a, um, a good one with a pair of eyes. Well, uh, Heathslip
0: tweeted Air Lingus and said, "I'm not sure I'm going to be making that flight tomorrow." <laughs> <laughs> and they they tweeted back back saying, "No worries, Jamie. Uh, we're ready whenever you are."
2: Yes, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> get off real get, get out of jail free free card for Jamie for Jamie Heaslip.
0: Yeah. Then we've got Wales Argentina, which oh, I ends. could I could comfort if Wales play half as badly half as poorly as they did this weekend just gone. Argentina could win
2: this. No, 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 no. I think Argentina are going to put up a huge score if Argentina play like Argentina do, because Wales could not contain any sort of attacking rugby whatsoever. Yeah. So um, yeah, this is going to be big.
1: That's so weird to be talking about Wales. Wales's defence being an issue. That's always been. Yeah. they one, the one thing you can depend upon. Mm. It was, it was weird because they, they seem to be te- defending
0: very narrow and with no line speed. So normally, in fact. So Yeah, so it's like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. wrong on both counts. So normally they will defend right across the pitch and then line speed driven by the wingers because they will get up and off the line first and, and kind of close off the outside option. They were doing neither of those things. So when Foley was taking the ball flat and using Kurundrani and Hodge and at Petty and Folau,
2: um as his powerful runners, it was working wonders. Yeah, do you know what? I said before I really want to get into rugby consultancy. Um I I don't know. I I think being a defense coach is actually the, like the better one, and I'll tell you why. Is there a defense coach in the world that doesn't preach get off the line quick, <laughs> line speed, <laughs> line and and then they dress it up uh, quick press? Yeah, yeah. No, um, no,
0: it's it's a blitz, mate. It's a blitz. No, but no, but what I do is slightly different. Yeah. This this is an extra quick press.
2: No, no, what I'm going to do, is yeah. it's, it's going to be called uh, the rapid front. Yeah, a rapid yeah. front every time with rapid front. Mine's actually Mailstorm defense. Mailstorm. I'm going to go for a um. That's a that's a what I think. A rapid, a quick, an express, <laughs> an ex, a, something, something. The, one something. Of,
0: one of the only innovative things was the Les Kiss choke tackle.
1: Yeah, that's, that's one of the, the
0: of the past. Kind of That, that is the progression of defense. don't forget yes, like, old, what
1: was the team? Was it was it the old London Irish team that that had their the, the first of those wingers flying It was, it line. was. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Topsy Ojo and hitting, Delon Armitage hitting the and Marlon Yard. Oh, no, it was way what? before that, mate. Oh, it was before Marlon Yard, yeah. Way before it. Uh, yeah, that it was, was uh, like Brendan uh, Venter. Yeah, that was Venter, round, wasn't it? When Bre- Venter yeah, was playing. Yeah, Venter, yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, uh, so being a defence coach, because every time there's a new defence coach, the commentators continue to say he's got a massive emphasis on line speed. Light speed light no, speed. <laughs> I won't have it. And collisions that's as almost, well. That's yeah.
1: almost as predictable as uh, Jiffy Jonathan Davis <laughs> using one of his mantras. Um, he, I, I can't. He, he always does it when when he's when he's commentating. It will just go numbers, numbers. <laughs> when <laughs> uh, when Wales have got an overlap, or go
0: Wade, go Wade. I quite enjoyed uh, him and Brian Moore for that Wales Australia game. Yeah, because it's it's something. I don't think either of them are brilliant commentators, but I quite enjoy them because they're they're both quite biased, and that you've heard them for so long. Mm. It's like I don't know putting on really nice old cozy sweatshirt when it's a bit when it's a bit chilly outside.
2: My, it's yeah. quite comforting. My rapid front defence is going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm be trying a- to think of something that involves the word blitzkrieg. I want it to be alliterative, so like a, a, something beginning with B blitzkrieg. Backward blitzkrieg I don't know No not a backward no, blitzkrieg that's the opposite no. <laughs> that was, uh, Backline 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 blitzkrieg in... um, uh, uh,
2: uh... An inverse re- We're going to work On the inverse retreat <laughs> 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 so, uh, we, coach, we... Yeah. Sign me up as a defence coach I'll work on your line speed And your physicality Done <laughs> right. And most
1: of all You'll make sure the guards Don't go anywhere
2: Yeah exactly right no, yes. Guards don't move ever. Guards
0: in You'll be doing the exact opposite of what Leicester did a few weeks ago against Glasgow. Oh,
1: that
2: is. Did I share this this story with you? What about the Leicester defence coach? Yes, we spoke about Scott this. Hansen. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was the... trying to make the the players make good decisions at Ruck. I.e., you can do whatever you want at Ruck because the next guy will make a good decision and bail you out. So, you didn't have to stand <laughs> at guard. You could move. So, sure. the next guy will then stand at guard. Because the next guy mental. will react
1: and do something. Absolutely diff- yeah. mental. Surely
2: that's making bad decisions.
0: One person makes a bad decision, but it's okay because the yeah. next guy covers Attack it. Attack
1: is about
2: decisions, defence is about rigid structure. That's it. There you go.
0: Okay. Uh, so Fi- final game. So, so, sorry, we all think Argentina win?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Final game England, South Africa.
1: England. I, I mean, it, it should be England, but they haven't done it for 10 years.
2: Yeah. They haven't had Eddie Jones for 10 years, though. I mean, when was the last yeah. time they whitewashed? whitewashed? Uh, well, a, a, when did they last win a Grand Slam? And B, when did they white, last whitewash Australia?
1: Yeah. yeah. This autumn is, is going to be a big test because he hasn't got all of the, his first-choice players. He'll be fine. He'll
2: be absolutely fine.
1: But I think he will be fine. I hope so.
0: It's I agree. It's, it's interesting to see. So the the South African team that played the Barbarians will be nothing like the team that plays next weekend. Not least of all because their South Africans who play in France, well, obviously they're South, their, the players who play in France, um, were unavailable. Mm. So like Habana and Vermaelen and a number of others were all playing for their club sides.
1: Yeah, hasn't, hasn't Vermaelen been told you're not fit enough, mate? we're not considering you I'm not sure is that right I'm not sure I don't know I think I think there was something like that he got told or he got told you're you're you're, look, you're not looking not looking very good well um, uh, that would I stack, think that that would stack up mate because they lost
2: today It's Leon they got hammered and it's a damn good game and by the way whoever signs Carl Ferns uh, he he carried the ball tremendously and the other guy who was absolutely brilliant was Michelak playing at nine ah mm. his, his best position yeah,
0: he looked really good. So, how do you see this going then, England or England South Africa?
1: Well, I'll ask this question: Like, what, what if you were let, let's be consultants for South Africa now? Where would you tell them to to target for England? Where's the weak point? Where's the chink in the armor? Um,
0: I think not not having uh, Cruis and Itoji and Laws is gonna put some pressure on the line out. Uh so I'd target that and if you've got um if you've got Etzabeth and Steph and Lude de and Lud De Jäger and these boys, you can do that. So I think that's one place. I also think scrummaging, uh it was very good against Australia but the pack has shown it can be frail in the past. So that's potentially another option. Mm. Uh, and then you might have a an inexperienced winger out there. Um, so, similar to how Ireland did against New Zealand, you could potentially be targeting whoever's playing, well, both wingers, because you won't have Noel and, and Watson.
2: Hmm. Um, where would I target
1: England? I don't, I don't really know. I think be... it's I think it's very much the springbok style to just go really mass try and just try and do it through the middle and yeah I think they'll try and I think they'll be buoyed by the fact that three of England's Grand Slam Australia beating pack won't be available yeah and yeah. and Dylan Hartley only just recovering from injury
0: yeah yeah I'd also be winding up Dylan Hartley something rotten.
1: That's not, that's not hard.
2: Yeah,
0: not hard at all. Uh, yeah,
2: the thing is, uh, the replacements that they've got, England, they're not exactly lightweight, are they? And in some ways, no. those replacements might actually be better suited to play a South Africa pack anyway. Because Atwood's, Atwood's massive. Atwood, Lord, Atwood, Lange, Atwood might be. Launchbury, he's an absolute monster.
0: Works hard, good carrier. And if, if you do bring in Nathan Hughes, which I've previously recommended for... Haskell and move Robshaw across. You're increasing the bulk of the pack there.
2: Yeah, significantly. Yeah.
1: Although you're changing the, I think you're changing the way England play if you do that. You, you are Undoubtedly. Yes, Undoubtedly.
2: definitely. But um, no, I, I don't think uh, South Africa should really hold well, be much of a problem for England. Is my opinion. Yeah.
0: The form would suggest that. Because South Africa have not had the best year. Nope. Uh, but then Australia hadn't been having the best year. They
2: were three from ten for the year. They'd won three out of ten. And how many? For the year. Whale, and how many Wales won? Uh I don't know. I think they were on eight, eight, eight losses in a row. Wasn't it ridiculous. Uh, well, they hadn't won. Well, against Australia. Well, no, no. So obviously they lost against Australia. Yeah. They lost the previous three. So that's yeah, four. And they, they lost s- England. That's five. Yeah. I don't know what the last game in the Six Nations was. But was it England? It w- England was the last game, was it? Yeah, so that'd be six. So what, seven? Maybe yeah. seven in-, in a row? True. So they're no great shakes.
0: Yeah. Mm. So I I uh, would I would put go for an England win. England win. Yeah, I agree. But I don't think it will be... Well, it's never easy against South Africa, but... Um, I'm a little bit more pessimistic than maybe I should be.
1: It'll be another milestone, another one, another one that Eddie Jones can tick off. Ten years since they beat South Africa, which is unreal, really.
0: Yeah, they've played them
1: a bunch of times at Twickenham and still not managed to win. So they had a draw once.
0: Yeah, a couple of years ago they had a draw. So and they had the was it 2007 tour of hell to South Africa. I thought tour of hell was to to
2: to Australia.
0: There's been lots of different tours of hell, haven't uh, there? Really? Well, they, shouldn't, they, they
2: really shouldn't go back there. <laughs> okay. Uh, so is, have we got any other business boys? Stash tag. Hask tag.
1: Yeah, okay. Oh, yes. Thank you for listening to, the, to this point. This is our little test to see, to just try and reward those most dedicated of Egg Chasers podcast listeners who stick with us right to the bitter end. I and re- uh, it could be, a, could be a sweet ending for you. So we have a stash tag, which if you use and tweet us, then you could win yourself some stash that we have.
2: Now, I really like my idea. I like all my ideas, as you well know. <laughs> but I like this one particularly. Hashtag bro science. You've got to give us a story as well. Hashtag bro
0: well, can we do the hashtag? Because the hashtag should be really unique, so no one else has done the hashtag before. So, shall, oh yeah, should we have? Ones, let's there? have hashtag boiled egg squats, <laughs> and then yes. and then give us a bro science story as well.
2: Yeah, yeah uh, so, the story's got to be good.
1: Option, yeah, I mean, okay. Well, how about we'll say everyone that that tweets hashtag boiled egg squat. <laughs> I love that, Phil. <laughs> um, is in the hat for a piece of stash, but we want stories of brilliant bro science and if there's any exceptional work in in terms of stories on that front we could make a separate reward for, for your efforts there
2: yeah and also we will be looking we will be checking to make sure you haven't just lifted them off the internet <laughs> you're going to be running through some plagiarism software that's you? exactly what I'm going do <laughs>
0: <laughs> be careful out there guys be vigilant
1: yeah <laughs> hashtag boiled egg squat perfect love it love it love it love it um so, at Rugby Podcast is where you can find us on Twitter. That's where you can you tag us when you. Uh, you don't have to tag us, but if you want to tag us when you use the hashtag Boiled Egg Squat, then stash tag, then uh, then do that. You can find us on iTunes and on Acast. Yes. Oh, uh,
2: yeah. definitely go and visit our sponsors: Beer Fifty Two, Cornerstone, and Setup a fantasy league. Do all
1: those things would be great. Excellent. Beautiful. There we go. All right. Uh, do you know what? i'm already i'm looking forward to being back in the the, the dungeon with you in our beautiful british and irish lion shirts uh on facebook live next week
2: yeah shall we do uh next book next one facebook live full kit wankers <laughs> full kit full oh, kit boots everything.
0: Yeah. yeah if we're doing full kit we have to be in boots
1: <laughs> and strappers. yes a <laughs> full kit and boots yes <laughs> See you next week, I guess. See you next, one, see you next week, Phil. See you, JB. Bye. Bye. In a bit. Bye.
2: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing.